0: E-S-N-Y and
1: Welcome back to You May Be Right, the best Yankees Red Sox podcast of ESNY Elite Sports Radio, the voice, the pulse of New York City sports. I'm your host JB, and uh, Paulie D is in the house. Yeah,
0: how you doing, JB?
1: I'm doing good, Paulie D. Uh, We're at the playoffs right now.
0: We are, but, and
1: <laughs> and before we get into uh, talking shop, we uh, <laughs> I did, I figure you would appreciate this. Uh, this week I reached uh Peak white boy did you how'd you do it I started watching Downton Abbey
0: Wow yeah. oh I've been I've been if that's Peak white boy I've been Peak white boy. <laughs> For years. I am a huge Downton Abbey fan. I
1: am I'm gonna wrap season one <laughs> tonight. I'm still I'm still having a lot of trouble keeping track with all the characters. Mr. Bates. Mr. Mr. Bates is the is the G.
0: Yeah, Mr. Bates is, is the OG. Yeah, yes. I'm enjoying
1: Mr. Bates very
0: much. Um
1: but Lord you know, and Lady Grantham too. Right, yeah. It's, you know, I swear, the, folks, this is a sports show. We'll get to that no, in
0: a minute. No, man, it's delightful watching an aristocratic family deal with slight yeah. change.
1: Now now it's also football season. It is. It is football it season is. very much.
0: And thank, y- thank heavens for us up in New England. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> couldn't turn the page quick enough.
1: Yeah, uh, but it's it's the the Patriots are doing well so far, though. Uh, are you doing fantasy football this year? I am
0: not. I am. I just I did a daily look. I did a daily fantasy baseball league this year, and it was too much. It's oh, just
1: fantasy baseball is too involved.
0: It, it, it was it was a daily league, and there were the other players are really avid about it. And I was was it it roto scoring? uh, Um,
1: if it's not roto, it's head to head.
0: Yeah, it was head to head.
1: Yeah, cuz uh Roto is exhausting. I don't understand the science behind it nor do I care to.
0: Yeah, but head to head it was still brutal.
1: Yeah, and and meanwhile, my poor fantasy football team is 1 and 3 to start the year. Yikes! And I am somehow still in the playoff picture. Well,
0: you know, it's been a tough year in football for a lot of people. Yeah, uh, Matt Ryan has not been working out the way I'd like. I mean, a lot of quarterbacks aren't are are, are
1: either are either injured or not working out. Yeah, uh, Ryan just has no protection. One of the losses I had was a complete and utter fluke because um, it's all, on top of a PPR league. We have a point per completion league. Mm-hmm. And this this guy, you you know him as well. I'm not going to say his name on the podcast. He had Russell Wilson going, and Russell Wilson decided to go crazy in garbage time of some game this year. Right. And on the completions alone, I lost. Oh.
0: I was not a happy camper. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. That's rough. But, uh, you know, I, I, so I, I, I couldn't. Turn the page fast enough on this baseball season. It was a really disappointing one up in Boston, and I think for a lot of Red Sox fans, I think I speak for a lot of Red Sox fans when I say that. Uh, but it's it's darn good to see the Patriots back and in action. You know, I got to tell you, yeah. I mean, uh, Sonny <laughs> Michelle has been has been
1: working out for me. I drafted him thinking, oh, great, goal line carries, but he, no. he can't find the openings
0: at all. No, he's he's had a he's had a really rough time of it to begin the year. I think. I think eventually he might kind of figure it out. As th- yeah, because right now it looks
1: like it. He's what this is a second year in the league, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it looks largely like rust and or yips,
0: right? He had a like he had a decent campaign last year, and I thought he, you know, I thought his star was ascending a little bit, but uh, but he seems to have taken a step back. So you know, we'll see what they do. I'm sure they're going to mix it up with like Burkhead and Bolden in the you know the yeah. in the other running in the and White, you know, and who they've got a really var- they've got a very varied backfield. So I'm sure they'll mix it up and try to put Sonny Michelle in the best best position to succeed. But you know, I mean, it's really all about Brady and the defense at this point.
1: Speaking of uh, speaking of uh, backfields, who's got two thumbs and drafted Austin Eckler? No, this guy. That was round ten, baby. That was nice. Yeah, and and now Gordon's coming back, so I'm kind of like, uh, but I also I also figure, you know, in a PPR league, Austin Eckler still has a lot of value as a pass catcher. Right. Gordon sat out all a training camp. You got to figure. He might stink up the joint. Sure. At, at least for a little a- while. And knowing him, he's probably gonna get hurt. Right. And yet this guy wants to be the highest paid running back in the league. Get out of my office.
0: Well, you know, I mean guy, you know, guys have guys have goals. All right.
1: Well, now let's get to the meat of the show. Um we now I gave you a prediction uh yesterday. Hit me. Uh we talked about this in the group chat, which mm-hmm. is another subject all on its own. I'm gonna set the clock for five minutes on this. I predict, Poly D, this time next season. Aaron Rodgers will not be a Green Bay Packer. Never gonna happen. I know the, the money's not gonna have it work out, but the whole point about the Packers this year was that they had they got rid of Mike McCarthy. Uh, for those of you who don't know, there was an article in Bleacher Report that said just how bad he was at coaching, how he just didn't coach. Period. Didn't change the offense at all. Aaron Rodgers and he did not trust each other. Kind of became a, a, a power battle. Um. And then they brought in Matt LaFleur, who for the past several years has been a very successful quarterbacks coach, worked under Sean McVay in Los Angeles, uh, helped save Jared Goff's career, so then you figure, great, new Packers offense, this guy, he's got a good rep, let's see what happens. And granted, the Packers are still a good team, they're 3-1, they, yeah. they have the best defense I've seen from them in over five years, and... Yet the offense is still—it's the boring Packers offense, right? Because Aaron Rodgers—he's only trusting one receiver. He connects with one receiver the entire game and doesn't trust anyone else. Doesn't communicate. Doesn't build
0: relationships.
1: Tom Brady does that, and look where he is.
0: I, look, I'm not—I'm not, I'm not going to speak to what Aaron Rodgers does or doesn't do um, in practice via communication. What I—what I do believe that Tom Brady does. Is play and this is a charge frequently levied against him, but he plays quite frankly in a system run by the best coaches in football. And yeah, so uh,
1: yeah, because they've adjusted accordingly to like as he's gotten older, he can. It's. I, I, I was saying to someone the other day, Tom Brady, despite how the offense has changed about him, at no point in memory can I recall him making a bad. Throw. Well, he made one in Buffalo, but be, but, be that it, but
0: be that as it may. Look, Buffalo was a tough game for him. And actually, yeah. that's one of a big reason why I'm a Patriots naysayer this particular season, but I'll get into that at a later date. Yeah. As far as Aaron Rodgers goes, Aaron Rodgers does not have the best coaching staff in football working with him and with his team yeah. Brady does and when a, and when these receivers these backfield guys and these in these in sl- these slot guys and guys like Philip Dorset step onto the practice field with Tom Brady they have been coached up to know their stuff yeah they've they've been prepared by the best people in the business. So it's no surprise to me that the offense consistently clicks because Brady's also a notoriously hard worker. That's personally what I think really helps Brady be the Brady he can he can be. Brady, Brady, Brady. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I said Brady a lot in that sentence. But um, but as far as Aaron Rodgers goes, I think Aaron Rodgers suffers from. Over expectations, I think he's overvalued. I think he's over, I think he's consistently overestimated. I think. I think a lot of pundits, especially on uh, on you know the greatest network in sports. Uh, uh, you know, or, or who the so-called greatest network in sports? You're talking yeah. To ESPN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Been, you know, okay. on, on the mothership. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> the I, mothership. I, I, think, I mean, you are from Connecticut. I think no. I think they. Oh, I think he's. I think he's way overrated. You know, the pundits there want to place him consistently in the top five and uh, top five all-time quarterbacks, and I just don't see it. I just don't see it. I don't. He doesn't have the rings. He doesn't have. You know, I guess he has the yards and the TD, but he did. He, Aaron he doesn't, Rogers, doesn't have the big wins. Aaron Rodgers is a very good quarterback. He's right. not a great quarterback. All I'm saying is if he won three more titles, he would be a great quarterback. That's what I'm saying. you got to win before you become the greatest. The The fact of the matter is, given how the Packers off. Now, granted, their
1: first three wins were against subpar teams. They, sure. They, they, were, they didn't have to face off against elite quarterbacks.
0: I mean, look, Brady played the dregs of the league for the first, you know. not the Buffalo's not the dregs of the league. But for the first three games, he played the dregs of the league. Yeah. But be that as it may, look, Aaron Rodgers is is quite frankly overrated. I I I think people go into these Packers seasons saying, "All right, this is the one where it all clicks," and it doesn't really ever seem to right because we're expecting too much of Aaron. Let's let's learn to expect less of Aaron Rodgers. Agreed. That's just a little bit less.
1: I think that a lot less. I think that given how the season has turned out so far, now things could change. The offense could click at some point. Guys, I'm knocking my hand and things. Well, it happens. But, yeah, <laughs> um, but <laughs> I think table. that we are that Rogers is setting himself up for another power struggle between himself and his coaching staff. Matt Lafleur has been there for 10 minutes, but at the same time, he he needs to say to whoever's running the front office. I think it's Reggie McKenzie right now. He needs to say, "I cannot do my job if he is going to
0: be this way." Right, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers needs I. I I need a, a wonderful coaching environment for Aaron Rodgers. Aaron
1: Rodgers needs to be told, like like Belichick probably says to Brady, "You're good, but you aren't special." Right. And with that,
0: time is up. Oh, Perfect poor. timing. So I I just to to, to close, I think he'll he's going to stay in Green Bay. Probably.
1: You may be right. I may be crazy with my <laughs> prediction, but hey, you know what? I got, I, stranger things have happened. That's got it. But you wanted to talk to, uh, about the AFC. You don't think the Patriots have it this year?
0: No, I don't. I'm a, I'm a big naysayer. I think they're really beatable. I think, I think uh, the Antonio Brown thing, I don't think it was just Bel- Belichick being greedy and the Patriots being greedy and taking some guy off the market for fear that he'd go elsewhere. I think they were addressing a legitimate need. That's a wide, yeah. out. That's a wide out who can create in that offense right. a, a, a target who can draw eyes and coverage. I think they need that, and I think they suffer without that, and I think we saw them suffer without that. In Buffalo, that was a rough. It's a really rough game for Brady. A lot of lot of disgruntled fantasy play, players started Tom Brady. I'm sure, and he and he really laid an egg.
1: Yeah. Um. I mean, Buffalo's got a great front seven. It's oh my, oh Sean my, McDermott oh my. Knows how to knows how to build teams. My
0: lord, that front seven was in Brady's back pocket all day. They hit hard, right? Yeah. I mean, they were. It was just that was something else, and I was like, you know, this Buffalo teams they've they look they look really good. I mean, the offense notwithstanding, the hit to. uh Oh God, I'm blanking on Josh Allen. The hit to Josh Allen, uh, notwithstanding, the offense, the the Buffalo offense was a little rough all day. Although the Patriots have have a pretty good defense themselves, but the bottom line is this: the Patriots looked really beatable this Sunday. Yep, and Buffalo kind of failed to take that. Right, right. They had a game there for them. They failed to get it. Uh, but the next team, the Ravens of yeah. the league, are not gonna fail to get it. And I think and I think the Patriots are gonna be in that situation again and it's not gonna go their way. The Patriots
1: always find a way to win when the chips are down. I think that Patrick Mahomes, who also looked very beatable recently, I think that I forget who the Chiefs had last week, but Patrick Mahomes did not look like himself. He was Did he have the Ravens last week? No, they had the Ravens two weeks ago, and they... No, they had the
0: Lions last week.
1: Yeah, the Lions, who they have a decent defense, but for them to just run roughshod over the Chiefs offensive line, now maybe, I I think I recall Eric Fisher wasn't playing, but Patrick Mahomes had no answer. Travis Kelsey was very much contained. Now, that said, speaking of the Ravens, someone said to me, in five years... Patrick Mahomes is going and Lamar Jackson is going to be the Brady Manning rivalry. Mm -hmm. And Patrick Mahomes is Brady. Yeah. Just because he's just great. He sat for a year and was an MVP right afterward, just as the scouts predicted. But yet, he doesn't have the experience. I think that it's still an early season. The Ravens could come out, the Browns could surprise everybody. I think that the Patriots are going to find a way to right the ship, and they're
0: going to win the AFC. I don't see the other way out of it. Do you think it's the Chiefs to lose or, or the or, or the Pats to lose?
1: It's the Pats to lose. The only way—in order for them to lose the AFC, in the playoffs, something has to go horribly wrong. There has to be a—it'll uh, be Belichick isolating the wrong weakness. Right. It'll be the Patriots getting caught
0: with their pants down. Right. God forbid an injury. I, I you know I really couldn't disagree more. I think I think it is the Chiefs to lose. I think Patrick Mahomes is as good as advertised. I don't I, you know it's it's going to be Patrick Mahomes is as good as advertised. Pa- Tom Brady's just better at this point.
1: I don't I don't actually believe that to be true. Okay, I, He's not better. He's different. But experience matters.
0: No, of course. Look, um, who 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 was I, who was I listening to? Um, the herd. Colin Coward. Yeah. Right. And I was listening to you know I was listening to him and he brought up a really great point a couple weeks ago and he says look Brady has Brady has so much experience that the game is now easy for him. Yeah. And that I understand. But even without the experience Mahomes makes it look easy and he can make the plays that he needs to make at the end of games that quite frankly and I'm talking about with his legs with his with his athleticism that quite frankly Brady Brady could confessed is no spring chicken anymore. Paulie I got anymore. two
1: words for you Paulie D Andy
0: Reid. I get it. And that's, look, the it's the Chiefs is, to lose and they he might. Still doesn't know how to manage clock. It's the Chiefs to lose and they might lose it and they might, and it's going to be Andy Reid's fault, but I, I do believe it's the Chiefs to lose. You may be right. Hey, I've said it twice now. <laughs> hey. Please sponsor us. Name of the show. Name of the show. Name, Name of, of the show.
1: show. <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, now we're going to get to some baseball talk, I promise, but Nay, hey, we're going to shift into New York territory. Uh, Paulie D, you had a. Uh, so, hot uh, take. You have a hot take hot about take. My, New, my New York Knicks.
0: <laughs> Knicks. Knicks management is like all according to plan. You had two max spots, and the two guys you wanted wouldn't even take a meeting. What's your plan? Losing? Is that it? Is that what your plan is? No. I'm sorry. I I I am done. Da- Look, I know you're a passionate Knicks fan, and I love you for it. Because <laughs> somebody's got to be a passionate Knicks fan. You know, in the in the tri-state area, there has to be one passionate Knicks fans. Knicks, Knicks are the only basketball team. They say thank you for coming, both of you. You know, <laughs> uh, but to be to be quite frank, look, middle of the road doesn't work in this league. You're either competing or you're tanking, and you and you got to do one or the other. And the Knicks are. Are, they're caught in the middle again. First things first, tanking is about to
1: disappear entirely because the league changed a lot of the lottery rules so that tanking only gets you a fourteen percent shot
0: at the number one pick. Fair enough, but the second. I- are you listening to yourself right now? I I am I am very much listening to myself, and I'm I feel the Lord,
1: that's a hot take. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty hot well, take. You're gonna have to get you branded <laughs> after that. Jesus. S- <laughs> S- they say S- he ran away. S- he was branded.
0: Sizzling hot takes from Paulie D.
1: Sponsored by the Sizzler. Bruce. Right, right, right.
0: <laughs> anyway, are they still open? Oh yeah. Yeah,
1: I got a friend in Los Angeles who likes to who likes to tell a story about how like his most shameful moment in life is pulling over on the highway and dropping a deuce at the Sizzler. That's <laughs> so, awesome. Yeah. Oh god, we we are gonna get canceled because of this. No, it's a
0: great moment. Yeah, that's a great moment. I love the guy.
1: Anyway, so Knicks management, you have to understand, this is going to be a hard rebuild, more than likely. Yeah. And the last time the Knicks were really good had kind of like the closest thing to a dynasty going on. It was from a hard rebuild. They had Patrick Ewing. They sucked for a couple of years. Then they got Mark Jackson, and then through free agency, various trades, they built a winning team. Now, granted, the Knicks made it very clear that with Kevin Durant, Jim Dolan was feeling very skittish about giving him a max contract following a torn Achilles. Disappointing as it is, I agree with that decision. It It's too much of a risk. He could be Dominique Wilkins, or he could be an ineffective Kobe Bryant. And Julius Randle... He's going to thrive in David Fisdale's system. Mitchell Robinson, I don't like that he's doing this. Stop laughing, you jerk. I, I just... I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. I sound like a Knicks friend. This is what we say every year.
0: Man, screw you. They wouldn't even take a meeting. What does that say about your organization? That they're smart. You know, I just... I... That's, that's you a,
1: couldn't even hang on to Kyrie Irving. No,
0: look, I get it, I get it, but what, what I'm You sa- lost Kyrie Irving to a couple of hipsters. No, and, th- and that's and that's that's not a, that's not a great bellwether for how things are going in Boston, where where, where talk goes starts to go around the players about how Boston isn't a great place to play and yada yada yada. Because it was the same thing in the early '90s with the Red Sox. The Red Sox were the only team on on a bunch of players, no trade clauses. You know, you get yeah. that. You have to change that. Like you can't be that team because you're not going to get the best players. Look, the Knicks have
1: a very respectable coach in David Fizdale. He like, they do, yeah, and he he's very open about how he was at fault for what happened in Memphis with the Grizzlies and Marcus All. He said, "Look, uh, for some reason we butted heads. That's on me. I need to be a better person so that doesn't happen again." And the Knicks have a very exciting young team. Dennis Smith Jr. He's changed his diet so he can be more explosive. Mitchell Robinson is working on shooting three pointers. As much as I don't want that to happen, I want him to stay in the middle where he plays defense. <laughs> yeah, okay. That that you can laugh at Mitchell Robinson shooting three pointers.
0: Stop. Just look. <laughs> just stop. Just, just be honest. Just be honest with your fans and be like, look, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a, r- it's gonna be a rough, oh, r- yeah. rough I, and rocky road.
1: Let, let me make this clear. I don't expect the Knicks to make the playoffs this year.
0: Right. But don't even try.
1: <laughs> I'm. I'm sh- I'm hoping for 30 wins. Right. That's all I want is 30 wins. Just just beat the over. Do we
0: what's the over under on them? 26, 27 something 26, like that.
1: 26, 27. I got to go. They, and and they won 17 last year.
0: I got to go I got to go I got to go over on this one. Yeah, but barely.
1: I'd, I'd go over. I I think 30 is a nice goal. Anything over 30
0: is a blessing. Which is but I don't I don't think that it's good for them to go over. You know, I think they wanna be keep being in line for the best draft picks. You, and I, yes. and I in the bit and I think they have, they still they are still in a position look, to have to play draft position.
1: If, if there's one thing
0: the Knicks know
1: right now, it's never to trust draft position. Record is meaningless right now. Oh my god. Yeah, like look they got burned last look, year. Look, shoot if anything, shoot for being one of the worst three. If not like being like a top five or maybe within the top ten, then that'll give you some hope. Right. But I don't know what next year's draft class looks like yet. I haven't started making my files on it yet. But the point is I'm excited about this season. I'm not expecting much out of the season, but I do think that just like it was at points last year, Knicks basketball is going to be a lot of fun to watch.
0: You know, and I'm glad you said that. The Knicks are, the Knicks are a pretty easy punching bag for a lot of people. Right. Uh, but I do believe that in good faith – James Dolan and company want to put a dynamite product out on the field. Or I'm, I'm sorry, out of the out of the court. And I think they I think they want to have a winner in Madison Square Garden. I believe yeah. that. The world's most famous arena. Right. Yeah.
1: Speaking of Madison Square Gardens Rangers opening night tonight too. Ooh. Was, very... yeah, let's let's do a quick score check on that. It was one one when I left my apartment.
0: Yeah. Are the Dodgers playing yet too? Uh the
1: Dodgers just kicked off. Um oh and in football, the Seahawks are up seven six at the end of the first quarter. Very nice. Um Okay, so the Cardinals are currently up on the Braves seven to five in the ninth. Dodgers have a, Dodgers have a one nothing lead on the Nationals.
0: Gut punch loss for the Braves. Yeah, they Cardinals oh, came late. back.
1: Looks like that, looks like they have a a run back. Uh, and the Rangers and Winnipeg Jets are tied at three in the third period. Cards came back late. Yeah, they did. Had four runs in the ninth. But uh, that's is a good segue into baseball talk. Let's sure. uh, quickly touch on the respective wild card games. Did you watch both of them?
0: I didn't watch both. Um, I caught a bit
1: of Nats Brewers, but no fireworks. I caught the last few innings of Nats Brewers. Um, what an ending. Really? Ken Rosenthal of the Athletic, I think it was him, he described the game not so much as a win and in an advance, he called it an exorcism. Ooh! Because this was the first time since moving down from Montreal that the Washington Nationals won an elimination game.
0: You know, it's uh, I have to. I just have to say, poor Josh Hader.
1: Yeah, he uh, he didn't have it that night. He didn't have it when he needed it. And get, asking your closer to get six outs is always a risk. And poor Trent Grisham. Apparently, yeah. apparently Trent Grisham was by his locker just weeping openly. Yeah. Um, Trent Grisham was apparently inconsolable afterward. And bless his teammates. After the game, every one of them went up to him, gave him a pat on the back, offered him all the support.
0: It is not a Bill Buckner.
1: It is not. Thing. It is not a Bill Buckner thing. Bill Buckner had no business being in the field that
0: game. <laughs> no, it, but the, the 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 way that the the cr- the critical nature of of the bill of the Bill Buckner out yeah. is what made Bill Buckner Bill Buckner right that w- this
1: was a I I said, eighth inning I sent you know? to my wife Caitlin who uh, she she's a, a Yankees fan but she's a very casual baseball fan otherwise yeah I said to her. Even the most experienced outfielders and the best fielding outfielders would have had a hard time fielding that ball in a short hop. Yeah, it was laced. It was a very tough play. Juan Soto is very strong. That was a hard hit ball. And one way or another, the tying run was going to score.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, um, bottom line, I, I believe Hader just left one in the wrong spot. Yeah. You know, Hader got beat. He brought his best and he got beat, and that's it. And that's really all you could say. I do think, though, I did really think that Craig Council would be able to pull a rabbit out of a hat. Although the Yelich injury seems to have kind of, yeah, it just kind of. Yelich is the heart and soul of that team, right? It just kind of put a pall on on their on their campaign this year. And yeah, I, and, and 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 kudos to them, though. I think for having a lot of heart and and. And being in a position to take that game and, and move on, and kudos to Craig Council for Craig Council and Company for turning the page and having his guys in a position. Look, you you had your best guy out there. You live you live by the sword, you die by the sword. Yeah. You had your sword out, and you got beat, and that's it.
1: Yeah, and Max Scherzer wasn't his wasn't at his best either. No, and the Nationals they the Nationals rallied at the right time, and they they earned that win. Did Let you them have it?
0: Did you see Strasburg pitch?
1: Strasburg? No, I did not. I heard. I, I've heard comparisons to uh, Mike. Oh wait, no, I did. I saw a couple of things of Strasburg. I heard comparisons to when Mike Mussina came out of the bullpen in Game Seven. Was he breathing? Was he
0: breathing fire? As uh, as they said, he or? was very sharp. He that's was, that's he great was very to hear. Sharp, yeah. That's great to hear. You you know you. I think for for a successful postseason run, you have to have a couple of hot pitchers who yeah. just really can do no wrong. And and hopefully for for the Nats, it's um, it's Strasburg.
1: Yeah. And uh, the American League Wild Card game, I was expecting Oakland to just mash against the Rays, and it turned out to be the opposite. I was not
0: actually; I thought the Rays were going to come away with this one. No,
1: nah, I thought I, I thought Oakland, they've got so many great pole hitters, they've found a way to hit home runs inside that monstrosity of a ballpark. Yeah,
0: it's a gross ballpark.
1: Yeah. It, it's terrible. It's got it's, um, I think
0: it has almost as much foul ground as where did the where did we play in Boston? Or I'm sorry, not in Boston, in London. Is that um, is that Godforsaken Stadium in L- London? L- London Stadium. That's right. where um I think that's it's not where Tottenham
1: Hotspur plays, it's where West Ham plays. Right,
0: with three with three acres of foul ground there. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that's what that's what Oakland um that's where Oakland It was easier played. to hit the ball out of the park in london though
0: right no absolutely and Uh, and the ball would knuckle to the right fielder because there was no air circulation guys just just playing a better stadium next time yeah um but
1: Uh, but moving on uh, no but
0: seriously i I actually really did think the rays would come away with this one and the only reason i thought that was because i took a look up i took a look at the at the um at the at the starting pitchers and I thought Oakland was gonna go non-traditional again and try the opener and do mm-hmm. and do that whole thing. But no, they both went traditional. And if you're going traditional against Charlie Morton, the year he's had, I had to tip I had to give the advantage to the Rays. Yeah. But tip of the cap to Oakland for getting him out of for getting him on after five innings. They really made him work and they made him work for yeah. every out.
1: Yeah, um, Charlie Moore and he's the Astros really fixed him. They said, "Look, you like you've been trying to induce soft contact your entire career. No, throw hard, see what happens." Right, and here we are today.
0: Right, no, he did. I I think he did. A, he did a really great job. Although he said in the um, he said in the locker room interview after his appearance, but while the game was still going on, that he just didn't have command of his curveball. Yada yada yada. Yeah, I mean, I think that, if, ju- that it's hard that if just I, made him work know- harder.
1: I noticed this with the Yankees when they went to Oakland. Guys who rely a lot on. Breaking pitches and spin and stuff. They were having a very hard time. What do you think it is? Maybe it's just the it's the uh, environment in Oakland. Maybe it's just like right. the wet the weather in the city late in the late summer and in the fall. Yeah, maybe, I mean, it's, maybe I, I mean, it's a little
0: I, colder and drier. Maybe, maybe. I,
1: I haven't been there recently enough, and I, and I think I've been to the Bay Area one time, and it was. I think it was in, in the winter, and, I, and the weather was actually unseasonably warm. Right. So I can't really judge as to what it's like to play on that field or be in that stadium for a game. I know a couple of people who are either from Oakland and have been there, and even they say that where the stadium is, it's just terrible. Yeah. It's in like a, an old warehouse district that they <laughs> thought about, hey, let, let's build this up, and then nothing really ever came of it.
0: Yeah, it doesn't seem to be as much of a planned city as New York City is. They,
1: they do have some plans for a new stadium that recently got botched because I think the paperwork was wrong. Yeah. But uh, they want to move it to Howard Terminal by Jack London Square, so... We'll see.
0: I mean, we'll see. Um, the Oakland though never never really had a chance in this. one. Yeah, I, I did watch this game because I because I was interested in the Rays. You know, in hate watching the Rays.
1: <laughs> yeah, you would <laughs> be both.
0: And uh, and seeing if the seeing if the Athletics could pull it off. But um, you no, know, they never had a chance. And even late, Oakland couldn't even get ducks on the pond to try to get something. I going. think
1: that they weren't expecting to be behind early. I don't and think they, they were. And that kind of threw them off. But now they got to face the dangerous Houston Astros.
0: Mm. You don't think they can take them? No, no. Right. no, 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 no,
1: no. And simple no. reason:
0: Houston does not beat themselves. Well, there's there's that, um, and and the fact that they do a lot of things really well, and they help themselves in ways. Um, if we look at uh, if, we, if we look at the three true outcomes, yeah. anal- t- sort of analysis, they help themselves in ways right. that the Rays defense can't counter because they don't involve the Rays defense. Yeah, you know they hit home runs in a really good clip. They take a lot of walks at a really good clip. Yep. and their pitchers strike out a ton of men. A well, ton.
1: That's why I think that's a big reason why I think the the Rays might have a chance because they're a very aggressive team. They foul off a lot of pitches.
0: That's true, but they also strike they, out at a twenty four percent clip. They strike out a lot.
1: They do strike out a lot, but they also they also even in strikeouts, they find a way to work good at bats. So I think that if the Rays can make if they can make the Houston starters work, right? Because keep in mind, the Rays have their two best pitchers back too. They got Tyler Glasnow starting game one, and Blake Snell is back. Yeah. So I think that if the Rays can do their thing at the plate, make the starters work and maybe throw off some matchups with the use of their bullpen, which I hate to say it's a very strong it's a very strong bullpen. It is. I think that I think that they have a chance in the series. I'm not gonna go so far as to say that they win. However, I will say they are perfectly capable of catching Houston with their pants down.
0: I think I and I think that's correct. I think Snell yeah. and Glass now yeah. Are a real game changer in a five game series, especially
1: if Glassnow's um if his elbows feeling good.
0: Right. they they could be they really could be a game changer in a five game series if you could take Bing if you could take Bing bang 1 2. Yeah. And get the Astros down 0 2. Ooh. Or
1: even have them go back to the Trop at 1 1 because the Trop right. is terrible to play at. It's, too.
0: it's just a, yeah, it, it sucks the life energy yeah. out of everyone who plays there. Right. But because Tampa has, has had all the life energy sucked out of them from playing from using it as their home stadium, no, I'm kidding, but yeah. the Trop seems like an awful field to play at. Um, if, but if, you know, even 1-1 one, one back of the trap, I think you're right. You're, you could be talking about a five-game series. I would love, to be quite frank, I would love to see the series go seven games. Yeah, so would I. Like, I would I would like a seven-game series between these two pitching staffs. Right. I, think, I think that would be really interesting. Five-game series, I think it should be fun, but I still do believe that Houston's going to handle them. All right. Now, since
1: we started the show early, we've got some extra time at the end of the show, so I'm not going to set a timer for this. But at long last, folks, we have got some Yankee talk going on.
0: And the rest, it's Yankees the rest of the way. Now,
1: the Yankees, they clinched at home against the Los Angeles Angels. I was there with my friend Eddie. It was wonderful. I was not feeling well the next day at all.
0: What happened? Tell the story. Come on.
1: Okay. So I i went to the game the night before just because I was not going to forgive myself if I missed CeCe's uh, potential farewell. And now he's not on the playoff roster, so I'm glad I went. Yeah. But going there, I had a very low-key day. Um, it was on a Thursday. So, yeah, I probably I did some work. I got my Knicks article in. I, and then I just put my jersey on, went to the stadium, and just – I felt okay. I, I trusted the pitching staff. I knew Tanaka was going to show up because it's Tanaka time. Yeah. Uh, and just the atmosphere, Paul E.D., it was unbelievable. We had, like – in the ninth inning, everybody was on their feet. Like once we took the lead for good, it, the applause was nonstop. And when uh, when Aroldis Chapman struck out the final guy for the final out, it was everyone was so happy. Like we we went to the bar afterward. There was champagne poured. Oh, nice! It was that's awesome. Yeah. Then we stopped at my house. I changed my shirt because I was soaked in sweat. <laughs> then I went. To it a- was hot out that night. No, it was actually pretty cool. Was it? Was it? It was. A, it was a cooler night. It was. Then why r- were
0: you soaked in sweat?
1: Um, because since the the wind circulation in Yankee Stadium on this kind of night can get a little chilly. Oh, okay. I had a, I had long sleeves on under my jersey. I. Yeah. So. Okay. So you were hot. You were you were you were a little warm. I, I was hot. I wasn't high.
0: You no know, no. But you were <laughs> a little warm. Oh yeah. Is what I'm saying. Yeah yeah. I was... It's a little warm.
1: It was a little warm, but it was worth every moment. I'm so happy I went. Crossed something off the bucket list to be in the stadium when they clinched the division.
0: Yeah, it's pretty cool. What happens on the field when they clinched?
1: Uh, it was a very low key celebration. Uh, they just kind of high fived each other. Aaron Boone uh, said a few words. He be- and fun fact, he is the first manager in baseball history to win a hundred games in each of his first two career seasons. Wow.
0: Yeah, that's and, pretty. That's pretty crazy.
1: Yeah and then they and then the the celebration shifted to the locker room they um uh, they took a picture on the field everyone was having a grand old time
0: that's awesome yeah it's good to be around i always think it's good to be around and look i'm not a yankees fan obviously but i always think it's good to be around new yorkers mm-hmm. when new york teams are doing well because new yorkers really 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 love their teams yeah we do and there's nothing as great to be around as happy new yorkers i mean it's just they're, they're, they're the city has a you know, in my what I don't know, eighteen years here now. There's the city. The city has a has a reputation to being taciturn, to being unfriendly. Nothing better than friendly. Nothing more friendly than happy New Yorkers whose team's just won.
1: Yeah, you're <clears throat> you're absolutely right. And we drew a matchup with the Minnesota Twins in the ALDS because oh. we we couldn't lose we couldn't win when it mattered and sent Houston home. But
0: we probably would have
1: lost that battle anyway because
0: Houston's really good. Houston won 107 games. Yeah, you know they won a lot, they won the Dod- the Dodgers won 106. Houston won 107. That's a lot of games. And we got 104. 108, 108 games is a lot of games. It is a lot of games. You know, I mean, it's not a lot. For the Red Sox, certain seasons, (laughs) certain seasons, that's downright easy for the Red Sox to do. How many many did you win last year? Uh, 108.
1: Man. And how's the golf course right now?
0: Uh, Mookie says it's really great, and he just says it's a business decision. Everything's a business decision right now for Mookie. Yeah, the Red Sox have some big decisions to make. He's not Babe Ruth, okay? He's not Babe Ruth. I never said he was Babe Ruth. Yeah, a lot of people are saying he's Babe Ruth, so I'm saying he's not Babe Ruth. Because he's na- I don't actually believe that trading him would be akin to trading Babe Ruth. Check that the Yankees won 103. I'm sorry, no, that's all right. Yeah, yeah, I don't. But I'm not saying that you know. Be that as it may, yes, the Yankees did draw the Twins, which I think is a tougher matchup for the Yanks than yeah, the Odds makers I'm, are giving us credit, giving them credit for. I'm going into the series
1: not knowing what to expect, and I think on the whole that's a good thing. Yeah, because because recent years, I remember oh, Yankees went from the playoffs. Yankees are going to win this in a walk, and they did. The Twins this year are a very different team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they 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 had 300 something home runs.
0: 307.
1: 307 home runs So the Yankees had what 306? That's something like that, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it was it was neck and neck, a dead heat until the very end. Um now the
0: Yankees the Yankees home run percentage is 4.9, the Twins is 4.8.
1: Yeah. Now the Yankees won the season series. They did. Uh, they won the season series 4-2. 4-2. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they took 2 out of 3 both times. And I'm not nervous about playing in Minnesota. Right. Let me make that very clear. I think that what happened in Minnesota is that the Yankees went in and they played to the left. They played, okay, they treated it like it would be a walk in the park, and the pitching staff wasn't ready for that. Right. Now, maybe it was the new ball. Maybe it was... Maybe it was something in target field. Maybe it was something in the atmosphere, because right. I, I, like I, I remember you and I had a conversation how the weather in Minnesota that particular week was particularly sticky, yeah, while not overly hot.
0: Yeah. yeah. it so, was just really humid for some reason.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, typical Minnesota summer. So the Yankees have home field advantage, which is a good thing. That is good. They set their rotation today. Um, they're going to have James Paxton go in game one, followed by Masahiro Tanaka. Luis Severino is going to throw game three.
0: I like it. I have thoughts.
1: Yes. Uh, and we'll get to that in a second. And in games one and two, J. Hap will be available as a reliever. Right. Now, what do you think about this rotation, Paulie Day?
0: Well, I mean, I like, I love Paxton, especially the way he's been pitching down the stretch. What is he, 10 and 0 with a ERA? 10
1: 0 with a 2.50 ERA since August 2nd.
0: I mean, that's, he's he's got to start game one. Yeah. He's got to uh, start you, you game ride, one. You ride the hot hand. Exce- plain and simple. Except. Yeah. The only thing I've been flip-flopping back and forth on is that Minnesota's such a good fastball hitting team. And and yes, Paxton's been mixing in his curve way way more than he used to, but he's still he's still a pitcher who works off of his fastball, right? Yeah, he he throws his fastball a majority of the time. I like for a team like Minnesota who can hit the fastball so well, I like throwing somebody at I I I think it could be a good idea to throw somebody at them who throws a little softer. Who throws who who tries to miss bats a little bit more, who uses a little bit more trickery, and that's to me that's Tanaka. Well I think right? that's a
1: big part why Tanaka's pitching game too, cause I cause I said in, in an article for ESNY on Monday. Right. I said Paxton Severino than Tanaka,
0: I think you could flip. What I'm saying is, I think and, you could and, and, and... easily flip flop Tanaka and Paxton to try to steal one and just put him off balance right from the right from the word go. Well,
1: I think well that's where it is with Paxton. His curveball has been so good lately that it had that's been throwing guys off balance to the point where they can't predict his fastball.
0: So anymore. they think Paxton will do that job,
1: right? I mean, look at what he did against the Dodgers, right? The, the Yankees went to the Dodgers after getting swept in Oakland, if I recall correctly. Yep. And then they were going up against, um, oh God, uh, Hyunjin Ryu, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: who is a Cy Young candidate, I think had a sub two ERA going into that game. Yeah. And then Paxton showed up, made mincemeat out of the Dodgers lineup, while the Yankees just waited on Ryu to make mistakes. Yeah. Now, in terms of the Twins pitching staff, it's not bad. It's about middle of the pack with like the Yankees is, but I'm yeah. going to give the edge to the pitching in the Yankees. I th- I I would agree. And the, and the bullpen, there the Twins bullpen, it's good, but it's streaky. Yep. Whereas the Yankees bullpen is very consistently
0: good. Right. And the other thing, the other thing I'd like to say is all right. Um I like Paxton Tanaka and Severino. I would never start Severino. I would actually use him um, as a, as a middle-innings, low-leverage guy like they would use happen a game four, and here's why. Severino, quite frankly, hasn't been around all year. Use an opener. Take those – these first innings in these playoff games, whether we know it or not, I believe are high-leverage situations. Take these take – the, take inning one or two off of Severino's plate. Let him come in. Get a lead. Let him come in with a lead, and, hey – all you got to do is throw three or four innings, and we got this thing, baby. We hand it over to Ottavino to Britton, and Chapman, and then that's, hey, that's it. All I you don't gotta, hate
1: that idea. I don't I, hate I, it either. I really don't, especially after watching Severino struggle on the road in his final start of the season.
0: Boone? Cannot be put in a situation where he's caught sitting on the bench while his team is, while his, while his starter gives up a lead and his bullpen's still in the bullpen. He cannot be in that situation again. That's how he lost the division series last year. He can't lose another division series that, well, that
1: way. Aaron Boone said in his end of season uh, press conference last year that the things he had to work on the most entering his second year as the Yankees manager, and by the way, if he doesn't get an extension this winter, something's wrong. Right. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. He said that he had that what he had to work on the most was getting information to players and communicating with his coaching staff. Now, by comparison, that's a little
0: that's a little oblique. What do you, how does that apply to him? You know, him using the bullpen versus him using an opener versus a starter. Well,
1: that's that's funny that you should ask that because there was an article in the Athletic today by Mark Carrig about pitching coach Larry Rothschild and his process. So the so the article pretty much said Boone and Rothschild are in near constant communication with each other on game days and otherwise because Rothschild he'll show up sometimes nine hours before the first pitch
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, he'll he'll be the first one in the ballpark and then he'll sneak off and take the subway home right so <clears throat> do, doing what you love is a lot of work I've noticed <laughs> yes it is and so in 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 a, in a good way but it's a lot of work absolutely and so what Rothschild. He's been doing. He's because pro- they said about Paxton. Paxton had some had some issues settling into New York, but once he was settled, Rothschild said, "Great, let's work about let's work on using your legs and your curveball more." Right. Um, with and Tanaka, he was struggling, and Rothschild said, "I know you're a creature of habit. I know that's how you, this is how you've always done things. Let's uh, change the grip on your splitter." Yeah. So Rothschild, as much as I've criticized him in the past, now he seems to know what he's doing.
0: He seems to be doing an right. okay job. So
1: maybe between. Maybe between his three starts in the regular season, maybe Rothschild has said to Boone, you know what, Severino is fine. Texas is just a weird park. Put him out just for the start in Minnesota.
0: You know, I get it. I don't feel I don't feel good about it.
1: I if I'm gonna have any reservations about any game, it's that one. Yeah. Because Severino was pitching so well at home this year and he stretched out. Yeah. Which is a good thing.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, that's, um, it's not, I'm not concerned with his capacity or length in the game. I'm concerned with him starting at 0 0. I would love to see him start th- a three up. You know what I mean? I'd love to see him up 4 0, up 5 0. I
1: understand that, Paulie D. But at the same time, you have to understand Masahiro Tanaka on the road this year had an ERA over six. Yeah, it's bad. And now, similarly, I, I said in my article, I was willing to let him start Game 3 just because he has such good career numbers against the Twins. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Maybe Game 2 is a good idea because you said your concerns about Paxton. Those are very valid, I feel, especially with a team as young and aggressive as the um, as the Twins. But we'll see. Home field advantage carries a lot of weight in this town. And, yeah. We'll I, just don't,
0: I just don't feel like Boone can get caught again not using his greatest weapon against the opposition. He's got he's gotta get the bullpen in early in the game in, in the opener, which they've auditioned kind of during the regular season. Yeah, and Chad, G-
1: yeah, Chad Green was doing that a lot. You know what
0: I mean? Yeah. The the opener concept is a really great concept for Boone to use his greatest weapon and and still get length out of his starting look, pitching. Let's see how games one and two
1: go first, is what I would say. Cause, right. Because if I'm Boone, I'm saying, look, let's see how games one and two go first. Right. If, and if the situation calls for where we may benefit from using an opener in game three, great, let's do it.
0: And you're, and you, look, you might be right, in the wild card game in the American League, Oakland and Tampa... Both teams known for using openers and and, and, and Oakland
1: and, didn't do it so much this year,
0: but crafty. But they're but they're known yeah. for their analytical approach to the game, and they're in, they're yes, innovative. they constantly remind us of. It. And oh, I know, you know, and you know, for all those analytics, Billy Bean, you you, you still haven't won the World Series. Um, but the. Um, but they're known for that approach and guess what they do in the wild card game, the most important game of their season, they both go with their traditional starting pitching. They just both line it up and say, "All right, let's go." Let's Absolutely. go. Let's let's go play. So maybe Boone's doing the right thing. I don't know. Game 4 if it gets to it, what happens? Uh how do you mean? With uh, who do, so it's not going to be Paxton, it's not going to be Tanaka, it's not going to be Severino. What are the, what are the Yankees doing in game 4 in Minnesota assuming
1: Assuming, assuming
0: it gets there, who, who, who do they throw?
1: Assuming that Hap uh, has not been used much over the first um, two or three games.
0: Excuse me? Wait, so is he generally, do you think, available out of the pen?
1: Uh, Boone already said today he's going to be available in long relief games one and two. Oh, wow. Yeah, so assuming that he hasn't been... used to me. Yeah, it, it, I think Brian Hoke and Lindsay Adler shared that on Twitter today. Um, but I feel that... Unless Hap is used extensively in games one and two, game four, at least if I were managing, that's when I would go to an opener because they used Hap as an opener right. in Tampa, and he pitched, I think, four or five innings of one-run ball. right. He, he was very good
0: out, out of the pen. It was him and Loisega, I think.
1: Um, no, Green opened.
0: Oh, I thought uh, I thought it was, it opened. It was
1: Green or Loisega. You're right, yeah. Yeah, you're right. It was Loizaiga. It was Johnny Lasagna, the, uh,
0: <laughs> Johnny Lasagna, yeah. and Jay Happ.
1: Yeah, and there you go. Yeah, and it's a buddy cop movie. I know, right? <laughs> but uh, Loizaiga, he could make the postseason roster as an innings guy because I, I mean, think
0: he's going to. But yeah,
1: and he, and he should. He's he's looked he's pitched really well over the past couple months, except for the uh, except for the uh, the
0: the opener. So so game 4 you think is just kind of a get me over let's 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 try to let's let's see if we can win it because I'm assuming at that point in a game 4 the Yankees are going to be up 2-1
1: I mean, knock on wood, yes. Right. If, so, it, if it
0: gets to a game four. I mean, if they're down 1-2, do you still go to the opener? Does Hap start? What do you think happens?
1: If I'm if the Yankees are down 2-1 in game three, I absolutely go to the opener. Because Hap has had enough troubles with the long ball this year. And, yeah, he's, he's looked good in September. I think he pitched to a sub-2 ERA. Right. But at the same time, it's the playoffs. You need to give yourself the best odds of winning. Yep. Chad Green has proven he can handle a Twins lineup. Yep. Uh, as not as an opener, but as as someone who could do two or so innings out of the pen and
0: get those high leverage innings out of the way. Yeah, get a lead. Yep, and then hand it over to an innings guy who can who can hold a lead, who right. can not only hold a lead but keep the other team down and remove hope. Yeah, and that's that's really what, <laughs> that's really what pitchers should be, right. should it's, strive
1: to do. I expect this to be a very hard hitting series. I expect the Twins to not struggle entirely, but they they're definitely gonna hear the New York crowd if you catch my drift. Oh
0: no, I I it's it going to be loud. It's going to be very loud. Yeah. And yeah. that's good. It's going to be fun. Look, October baseball is I think the my favorite sporting event of the year second to March Madness. And it's because every game means so much and the fans are totally into it, the home crowds are totally into it. It's just a great environment. Yeah. It's it's a great thing to watch.
1: Now, well we while we've got about uh 12 minutes left, let's talk about the roster cuz uh the Yankees are still putting it together. They announced today, CeCe Sabathia is not going to be on the playoff roster. Okay, so oh, you've handed me a card. Okay, I I cannot read your handwriting. You're, you're, you're gonna have to do that.
0: <laughs> I I was trying to figure out what the who the pitchers were. Okay, right, and I and I got a little. I got into I got into the weeds around pitcher twelve and thirteen. Maybe you okay. can help.
1: Okay, so who have you got? So on the pitching staff, so we've established Pax. Tanaka, Severino, yep. Hap, um, Chad Green has to make it. Yep. You I know you put Loazga there. I did. So then we got Adovino, Britton, Chapman, yep. Tommy Canley. Yep. Uh I got
0: are? I got Luis Sessa. Sessa okay.
1: All, all right, Sessa is another innings guy in and in the event of a blowout. I was I bit. was talking
0: about garbage like garbage time guy. Yeah. Yeah, Sessa um and who else but who else do you put in? Like who's the That's 11. You need 12 and 13. Do you think they're going to carry 12 or th- I think they should carry 12, but do you think they're going to carry 12 or 13?
1: I honestly don't have an answer for that because it's a very hard question. I, yeah, it really is. I think that with thirteen, it uh, with with the playoffs. It always helps to have an extra arm, if that makes sense.
0: I do, but my my only uh, Corey
1: th- Garin could be the guy. Sure, could, uh, it could
0: be any any number of
1: Tyler ty- Lyons has been uh right. has been mentioned since CC can't go. Um, Jordan Montgomery. I don't think it'll be Stephen Tarpley's Another possibility. If it were me, I would go Tyler Lyons because he looked good uh, over the last month of the season. I think that. Um, Corey Guerin, just because he's got such that wonky delivery and a great slider that could really throw off some hitters. Okay. Because because when his slider's on and, and hitters are chasing it, he's
0: unhittable. Okay. So I got Tower Line and uh, and Corey Guerin. Yeah. And that's that rounds it out to thirteen. Yeah. All right. So on the lineup, I've got Stanton. Yep. I got Gardy. Okay. I got Judge. So that's your outfield. Okay. I've got and this is in no particular order. I'm not trying to do one through nine. Yeah. I've got Urshela. Yep. Didi. Mm-hmm. Torres. Lemayhu, yep. LeMayhew. Yep. And Walk the parrot. And Sanchez. All right. And that's my, basically my starting nine.
1: Okay. And so then there's. And then
0: I got Mabin. He's the chief outfield backup. They're yeah. thin in the outfield.
1: We are really thin in the outfield.
0: Like, really thin in the outfield. Yeah. yeah. Like, Talkman's a bit. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't. I wouldn't ever have been able to predict that yeah. at this point in the season, I say, man, I, I kind of wish the Yankees had Mike Talkman. <laughs> yeah. And I think that.
1: Um on cause you mentioned Mabin. Yeah. I think we got to uh Empire Strikes Back, Luke Voigt, and then and then put in Mike Ford.
0: Well, that's the it's Voight or Ford I have. And who do you pick?
1: You pick I, Ford. I pick Mike Ford because A, it's always good to have a lefty bat off the bench. Ford works some great at bats. He's a great on base guy. He's got it he can hit it to left field. That's a lefty bat. That's an incredible skill. Yeah. He's got a couple pinch hit home runs this season. So I think that Ford, because uh, Clint Frazier, he's already gone. Tyler Wade. He,
0: well, in the outfield, uh, do you have an additional backup in addition to Mabin? It's only a five-game series. You know, of course you say, well, the odds of somebody getting injured, blah, 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 blah. I think that. Do you have an, did you carry an extra outfielder? I think you gotta,
1: right? It's hard to say because Lemayhu can play the outfield in an absolute emergency. Right. There's also Tyro Estrada to consider. But I think that. Off the bench you need Cameron Mabin because he's a great defensive outfielder yeah. and he's had a really good year with the bat.
0: And he could pinch run. Yeah. Do and all you could do all kinds of things yeah. with the base bats. And, and Mike
1: Ford is there to work great at bat as a pinch hitter. He's there to be your your Lenny Harris, your Paul Sorrento. Right. Your um Oh god, I see. Him your right
0: Benny no.
1: Bernie Carbo, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Just to, yeah, just to be like a, a lefty guy who can make contact and mash the ball and can and, get on base and
0: can get it over that short porch and right, yeah. Uh, but my cons- my consideration is Voight is going to be the guy. I think it's going to be Voight. I think th- even th- even though he's at a lousy September, he's had a really had lo- a very lousy September. He's been one ninety eight <laughs> September. Yeah, he's had a really yeah. lousy September. He's a, he did not have. I
1: he says he's not hurt. He says the the sports hernia isn't bothering him. I but
0: I, look, he's had a lousy September, but, the, but you're the, at
1: the point in the season. The where kids you... love him though.
0: The kids love him. You know, he's a, he's a crowd favorite and I, and I'm, I'm assuming he's a clubhouse favorite as well. He's a good guy to have back there. You know, he's kind of a rah-rah guy. I I say, you got to have Voight and, and Voight. I mean, you're talking about Ford can mash Voight, Voight can mash, you know, and we've already seen it. Ford I, admittedly is probably the smarter play. It's the smart move, and Tessio was always smarter. But what I'm saying is, I think it could be Voight.
1: Either way, I I hate to do this to him, but unfortunately, the force is not strong with Luke Voight. It just isn't. He needs to get his swing right. You have to put the best team available out on the field for the playoffs. So, Luke, I'm so sorry. We're going to send you off in a grand fashion. Ladies and gentlemen, John Williams and the Boston Symphony Orchestra. Sorry, Luke. You got to put the best team available on that field. You got to put your best players out. They're not available. What am I saying?
0: You should have You should have used the force a little bit more, Luke. It's not strong
1: with me. The force <laughs> is not strong with me, nor is it strong with Luke Voigt. He's had a lousy September. He's had a lousy September. We know that DJ LeMay, who can can play great defense at first base it's like it's the one where he's the worst defender but he can feel ground balls he can catch a line drive Gio Urshela is
0: too good a defender at third base yeah to not be on the roster no I mean Gio she, and to his his bat this year has been amazing yeah what's your what's your plus infield what infield do you want to see out there I want to see Urshela me too Gregorius, to uh,
1: to Torres at second base and then Lemahieu at first. Yeah, know. that's mine Played too. Plain and simple. That's
0: my. It's the best defensive. Uh, that's the best defensive infield I think you have. And to be quite frank, that infield can also mash. So, like, yeah. what's the problem? Yeah, you know, and
1: and Carnacion, even though he's been hurt, he works fantastic at bats. Yes, he strikes out, but I I can think of two or three different games this year, Paul E.D., where Edwin and averaged six pitches per plate appearance. Why wouldn't I want that in the playoffs?
0: And then you, so then you, 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 you need that in the playoffs. And then you, and then you take Romine, obviously, as your backup catcher. Yes. So you have one. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Counting. Twenty-five. That's it. Yeah, we've rounded it out. I, I think they carry one less pitcher because it's a five-game series, and I think you can, I think you can start looking at Wade. Yeah. Or. Uh Higashioka. I mean, is only going to come up if Sanchez or Romain gets hurt. You know... I- I, I think you could be looking at one or the other and I think it could be I think it could be Wade. I think carrying only one backup outfielder I, uh,
1: it's a risk I, I think it's, I think it's asking for I can't it. you can't have void stinking up the joint
0: no, you can't you could can bring in Wade you could bring in Ford and you could bring in Wade
1: Wade's only gonna Wade is a pinch runner defensive replacement guy I, I don't trust his bat at all no,
0: but that's but that's what I mean. you need a backup guy for late inning defensive replacements and that's you know it, it can't only be mabin right? Right, I mean, I'd Fra- want. I'd I can't w- do Fraser. One, two, three. I'd want four bench guys. I want four bench guys. It's too many in the playoffs. You need an extra arm. Plain I don't know. And simple. A, it's a five game series. No. That, that there, I disagree with you. It's a five game series. Look, it, look, Carry an extra bench player
1: if you're gonna if you're gonna eighty six any of the guys we talked about. It would be Gearin?
0: Sure. No. I mean, look. You're. I mean, you're. You're. You're taking one of your essentially garbage time guys. They're not gonna probably. Yeah. They're not. Or, Garbage time. They're not going to see any high leverage situations, right. right?
1: Garen, if he if he comes at any point, it'll be the fifth or the sixth inning,
0: right? Or a lot, or a losing effort, yeah, or something along those lines. You know, oh, well, I hope he holds him, yeah. you know, for an inning or two. And that's and, and if he, right. does, he does, he does, he doesn't, he doesn't. But it's good. They're going to be low leverage situations in which the bottom, you Look. know, your 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 eleventh, twelfth, and thirteenth pitcher come in anyway. What's the sense in carrying an extra one? Look. It's a five game series. You've only got forty five innings to pitch. What so. else? I'll
1: say this much. Larry Rothschild, he works – this is also in the piece from Mark Corriga of The Athletic. When the Yankees are up at bat, he isn't in the dugout. He kind of retreats to this room off the dugout. It's a little video room that the that the team uses for analytical purposes. So he's talking to the team there and getting stats from them and then communicating that to Boone saying, hey, here's what we should probably do in this situation with these pitchers. So they probably looked at video from the Twin series from – From the non-Twin series as well, and I'm talking just from maybe Twins tape in general, saying, okay, let's isolate this weakness. Let's make them strike out a lot. Let's try to find guys who can throw lots of sliders away. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's why you're going to have Tanaka going in Game 2, Seve in Game 3, because those guys have phenomenal sliders and breaking pitches that generate a lot of swings and misses. Well, no, I get that. So I think that that being said, though, you do want to carry an extra arm just in case things go south. Right. Which is why you'll see someone like a Guerin or a Tyler Lyons or a Louis Ceci.
0: Even know. if they never get used. Yeah. You think they're just going to be there. I, I, disagree with you, I disagree with you, JB. I think they're going to carry 12 and carry an extra guy off the bench.
1: We'll see. It depends. We'll on, see tomorrow at 10. It depends on where Luke Voigt has been during practices this week.
0: It's not going to be Voigt. It's going to be Ford and an extra outfielder.
1: We'll see. I don't know. Uh, the analytics guys really like Voigt. Yeah. No. I don't know. But in the meantime, uh, we got a little few minutes left. How is the uh, Red Sox not being in the postseason? Has the uh, existential crisis going?
0: You know, it's okay. They won the title last year. Um, almost happy about it. Um, no, I'm not almost happy about it. And I'm sick about it. Of course, I want the Red Sox to win the World Series every year. Uh, but what I'm what I'm a little sick about is the. Constant drumbeat of who are we going to trade? We got to get under two hundred eight million. I don't like being made as a fan part of the front office as much as I'm being made part of the front office this year. Yeah, figure, guys, this is
1: well above your pay
0: grade. Guys, figure it out. Seriously, figure it out. It's not hard. What I think they should do, I think they should endeavor to keep Bets and Martinez. They got one hundred thirty-seven million committed. Bets is still mm-hmm. up for arbitration. I don't see him settling for for too much less than 18 million. He had a down year. His MVP year, he they settled for twenty million. He should settle for a little bit less this year. A little bit. Yeah. Maybe. So that's another eighteen million. JD ops if JD Martinez opts in. You're looking at 150.
1: I don't think he'll opt in because he was quoted in a tweet today. He said he mentioned something how he liked moving around. Yeah.
0: He likes bouncing around, and that's fine. I actually think it would be in JD Martinez's best interest to bounce around. His last two seasons have been superlative, and I think he could get five years and 150 million somewhere.
1: Especially with also with all this increased talk about the National League
0: adopting the DH. Right. Um, Right. Somebody's looking for somebody.
1: Yeah. Now, if. Now, let's say that at the owners' meetings, all the owners say, hey, you know what? Let's talk to the union. We want universal DH this year. Right. Right and all of a sudden that opens up guy, opens up jobs for guys like Mike Ford guys who can mash the ball but aren't necessarily great fielders that's 30 spots yeah that's right 30 there. spots that's that open the, up the, Boom. That like overnight
0: yeah. that that's a hiring bonanza you know what i mean look all i'm saying is i think it's possible for the Sox to keep them both that i think they're going to have to they'd have to restructure martinez's deal in order to do it and but in order to do it you're going to have to jettison pitching and i think that means price or sale has to go away
1: uh, well, you're going to have to sell low on both of them. Absolutely. And you're going to have to eat up some of the money that comes with that, too. Absolutely. And that stinks. And unfortunately, we're out of time, Paulie. Day. Oh,
0: man. I
1: know. We had a great show today. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was kind of like my my mind is still racing with overall the baseball talk and all the and all the lead into it.
0: Right. Very. I'm very excited for the postseason.
1: Very excited for the postseason. Um, all right. Gun to your head. What's your World
0: Series? Oh, Houston, uh, LA.
1: I'm going to go... I'm going to go Houston St. Louis just because I think the Cardinals have a very special team this year.
0: You're a Yankee fan. You're not even picking your own team? Oh, oh, JB. The Astros are good, man. Yeah, they are good. The they're Astros si- are really good. They're scary good this year.
1: The Astros are scary good and I think that if we can steal a game in Houston, we'll have a chance to right. even get that far, but you know what? I'm focused on the division series right now. I'll cross the uh, the Houston bridge if and when we get to it. Absolutely. All right. Well, special thanks to the QED here in Astoria. Uh, Paulie D, they can find you on Twitter, right?
0: At Paulie D says.
1: And you can find me at Josh B E S N Y. This has been the You May Be Right podcast with JB and Paulie D, part of E S N Y radio, the voice, the pulse of New York City sports. You know what they say, Paulie D. What's that, JB? You may be wrong, but for all I know, you may be right. Enjoy the playoffs, folks. Playoffs, folks. Playoffs, folks. Playoffs, folks. Playoffs, folks.